headquarters of Ramsey Solutions. It's the Ramsey Show, where debt is dumb, cash is king, and the paid-off home mortgage has taken the place of the BMW as the status symbol of choice. We help people build wealth, do work that they really love, and create actual amazing relationships. This is the Ramsey Show. Ken Coleman, number one best-selling author, host of the Ken Coleman Show, and Ramsey personality, is my co-host today. Isabella in Nashville starts off this hour. Hi, Isabella. How are you? I'm great. How are you? Better than I deserve. What's up? <laughs> yes, sir. Um, so growing up, my family always struggled financially. So it was a personal goal of mine to graduate college debt-free. Good. Um, I'm such a graduate, <laughs> debt-free in May at 19 years old. And Whoa! I currently nineteen. Yes. What's your degree in? Um, finance. And how'd you do this so fast? Um, I tested out of a lot, so all my gen eds and everything um, were done when I graduated high school. Nice. Yeah, you're an AP queen, huh? <laughs> yes, sir. Club testing, dual enrollment, everything. Yeah, way to go, girl! You killed it. Way to Thank go! You. So yeah. at nineteen, you're going to come out with a degree in finance in May, a year from now. Uh, yes, sir. And then I hope to go back for a master's in actuarial science. But yeah, that'll take you about thirty minutes away. the way you do stuff. So yeah, okay, cool. <laughs> yes, sir. Um, so I'm currently working as a bank teller, and I I also volunteer with a nonprofit that'll pay for my sister's dance. Um, because I live with my extremely gr- generous parents, I only have a few expenses. So right now, my current financial situation is that I have twenty five thousand in the bank right now. And I keep putting about 90% of my paycheck in there. Um, my question is, should I keep saving my paycheck or should I consider other options like investing right now? Wow. You're amazing. Okay. Um, <laughs> Thank you. You're just so far ahead of the curve. So it sounds no, like, it sounds really like, me, so. <laughs> yeah, it sounds like 25 years old, six years from now is um, light years away for you. That sounds like it's a long ways away. But at 25 mm-hmm. years old, six years from now, you will still be young, <laughs> very young. And by then, you'll have a huge pile of cash. So um, you're just an overachiever. There's no question about it. So I don't, I don't want to hold you back on the one hand. But on the other hand, I want you to ha- it's okay. To, I want you to have permission to have some patience. So I I think you are the best possible investment you can make because you're pretty amazing. So what I mean is I think every dollar you spend on this master's uh, is going to give you a lot higher rate of return than any investment would ever give you, especially Mm -hmm. you. Yes, sir. I hope to get scholarships for that. I know. I know. And I, I hope you do, too. I hope you do, too. But here's the thing. Let's pretend you go through your master's and you're 22 years old, 21 years old, and you come out and you get the first big girl job and you're making 100000 or 80000 bucks or whatever, and you got $75,000 in the bank. And you never invested any of it before then. And you start your investing life at the ripe old age of 22. You're going to be just fine. And that 75000 that 25000 is going to be upped by a bunch because you're a saver and you're watching this. It's just your insurance policy 
that you get to go be all you're supposed to be because I don't want money standing in your way. So I, I want thank you. you. That's a huge compliment. Yeah, I want you to be able to write checks, and even if you went and got an apartment or something a little bit later, you don't have to do that at this stage of the game. But if you did that and you spent some of the money on that, and I don't want you to blow the money. Uh, I'm not telling you to you know go buy a forty thousand dollar car. Don't do that. I'm not telling you to do anything like that. I'm just saying that big old pile of cash is an insurance policy that Isabella finishes her master's with no debt and no stress and gets to run the track that she can run on because you're so efficient at your education. And then when you come out, you're going to be, I mean, you're going to be kicking butt and taking names mathematically. And you dump it into an investment then or dump it into your first house then or whatever if you don't use it. And you probably won't use it. But I just love the idea that you don't have to think about money. Okay, thank you. And you can concentrate on your studies and your track because you're you're you know, you're way overachieving. It's awesome. Yeah, you're going you're gonna be by the time you're thirty, this is all gonna be like boring. <laughs> yeah. Well, I love what I do. I I love my job and I love school, so Yeah. Yeah. Well and you're obviously you know, you're you're very um goal oriented you like standing stuff up and knocking it down exactly yeah yeah i'm just curious what's the dream you don't want to you don't want to stop at being a teller oh no She'll where, where do you want to go she's gonna uh, own the bank well that's what um i want to be an actuary and then like farther along i'd love to teach like a college course or something like that's something i'd love to do yeah okay great you probably do that this week yeah Wow. Oh man. Yeah. Well, your advice gives her options and just it's it just is really nice to have that big old giant pile of cash yeah. as she continues to evolve, dream, see opportunities. There's going to be opportunities that come to her that, she, that people bang on the door of people like her. Oh, they, yeah. they stand yeah. out and they go, "Hey, she she's going to get opportunities she'll never even see coming." Well, I mean, yeah. I I think you're going to be bored to death as an actuary. You you because you just have I mean that that's a that's a number crunch twenty four seven job yeah and it's a wonderful job there's nothing wrong with it but you you are so task oriented goal oriented that I I think you know about a week of that you'll be done with it I, I could be wrong that's just a out, old guy looking in from the outside impressed way to go kiddo proud of you if we can help you let us be a part of your life as you go forward holler anytime we'd be honored to to speak and and have a tiny bit to. Just to say we know who you are. You're, you're pretty cool. Open phones at 888-825-5225. So, Ken, you can't go to college without a student loan. Yeah. Isabella says, hold my beer. Right. <laughs> yeah, that's right. And, you know, you know, of course, uh, our very own Christina Ellis is a genius on all this stuff. But I, I'm telling you something. Uh, for this gal to clep out of all these courses, I can't even spell clep. You know what I mean? Well, yeah, me and you didn't clap out of nothing. <laughs> so she claps. She she advances the whole thing. Mom and dad helping her out, uh, living at home, swallowing her pride, not trying to be like everybody else. I mean, all the things. Great parents taught her the ways to go. And now all of a sudden, for her to sit here, not only does she have unbelievable financial potential, as everybody who's listening to that is going, wow, but professional potential as well. There's no holding her dreams back because she can fund them. Well, most 19-year-olds are clipping out of beer pong. <laughs> exactly. I mean, really? Yeah. And, yeah. and here she's already graduated from college. Oh, yeah. This is like savant stuff. Man. Yeah. It's cray-cray. I love it. So fun. 
So fun. Her mom and dad just walking around proud, grinning. Oh, yeah. They're just grinning. Yeah. No student loan debt. This is just, yeah. It's, it's Isabella's world. We're all just kind of hanging We're out. We're all in it. In it. <laughs> <laughs> this is The Ramsey Show. the country are discovering a faith-based and budget-friendly way of meeting health care costs through Christian Healthcare Ministries. Christian Healthcare Ministries, or CHM, is a nonprofit organization that helps members carry one another's burdens with health care expenses, and they have successfully shared each other's medical bills for nearly 40 years. See if CHM is right for you by visiting chministries.org. CHM is a proud sponsor of Dave Ramsey Live Events. Coleman Ramsey, personality, number one best-selling author, is my co-host today. A lot of people would rather spend their weekend doing yard work than talk about insurance. Matter of fact, they'd rather do just about anything than talk about insurance. I can't really blame you. Uh, here's the deal, though. If you don't learn about insurance, you will continue to get screwed by insurance. Uh, there is good insurance and bad insurance, and you just have to have a little bit of knowledge around it. Around here, we think learning about money topics should be simple and even sometimes fun. Our new Confidence in Your Coverage, a five-day video series, makes learning about insurance quick and practical. It is not all day long. It's just a few minutes each day, five different clips, in other words. And you might even laugh out loud a time or two because it is, after all, our own Ramsey personality, George Camel, doing it. And you'll always get a chuckle when George is around. At the end of the series, you'll still have the yard work, but at least you'll know your stuff when it comes to insurance. It is free. Go to RamseySolutions.com slash confidence ramseysolutions.com slash confidence and get confidence in your coverage, a five-day video series for free. Our question of the day comes from blinds.com. They have a 100% satisfaction guarantee. That means even if you mismeasure, you pick the wrong color, they'll remake your blinds for free. Free samples, free shipping, new promos all the time. You'll save even more. Use the promo code RAMSEY. Today's question comes from Trevor in California. I'm 28 years old, single on baby step four and earn $400,000 a year. How do I leave the golden handcuffs of a lucrative career in tech sales to transition to a career in luxury, excuse me, luxury residential real estate? This is my true passion, but I have no idea where to start. Well, he's making really, really good money, but Dave, the challenge with moving uh, into real estate whether it's luxury or luxury, I don't know why I'm struggling with that word, or regular uh, homes, if you will, is you can't do it part-time. I've talked to a lot of experts. I don't know if you defer on that opinion, but you kind of at some point have to go all in uh, in real estate sales. Now, he's making a lot of good money, so he could save a, a good chunk and kind of pad his stats, if you will, so that when he goes to luxury real estate, he's all in and he's not really hurting for money. Uh, but that's a save and then get qualified and then dive in. 
but I, I don't know. I, you know, luxury real estate's a whole different ball game. Very exclusive. You know more about that than than I do as far as how unique that particular side of real estate sales is. Yeah, I mean, it. You don't just dive into that, do you? Yeah, you know, you can. Isn't it work you, you your can, way up? You can. You've got. You don't have to start selling cheap houses to sell expensive houses, but you've got to. You've got to have some knowledge of that marketplace mm-hmm. and knowledge of dealing with that type of clientele. Mm-hmm. Um, so what I would do. Um, is I would join a luxury real estate team mm-hmm. part time, yeah, and get your get your license under you, get your you know get some of the prereqs, the legal prereqs behind you, get out there, be moving around, do some transactions on a part time basis. Because the good news about residential real estate is you generally work for part situation like this. It's not it's not good news overall, but good news you generally work when others don't because mm-hmm. people can't look at a house during the day even luxury sometimes they can if they're you know they're transferring or whatever but i mean they're gonna look at houses at nights and weekends and so the exception of somebody coming in from out of town or whatever that kind of thing but uh you know you can you can use some of your pto you can do some other stuff work around and uh you know just work a 40 hour week is all at your current position and take your nights and weekends and the occasional vacation time and you know take six months and get up on the on-ramp a little smoother rather than just jumping off the high dive and hoping there's water in a pool yeah that's exactly right yeah yeah and then but but it, it is going to end up being where you have you're, you're probably not going to get the boat as close to the dock as i would like correct meaning your your luxury real estate income up to close enough to your tech before you make the jump you're probably going to have to do the thing you're talking about there's a little bit of a step of faith there but just going cold turkey it takes six months three months just to get up and moving that's correct and you can do all of that on a part-time basis much more efficiently and not lose that chunk of income that's correct while you're doing that but yeah i think you make the transition Uh, it's it's a weird time to do it uh the good thing about the real estate market slowing down is all these people that just went and got the real estate license because real estate was easy. Yeah. They're going to fall off. They're the first ones to leave. Mm-hmm. Last in, first out. And so uh, it, it, it it calls out the underproducers. It calls out the uh, hard time, a recession, a slower real estate market calls out the agents that are not rock stars, that mm-hmm. are not the best of the best. And so, because you got to pay to keep uh, the licenses the re, you know the realtor fees the mls fees all that stuff it costs if you don't if you're not making money in the business it's not something you can just park it and sit there uh so it does it really does push people out of the business in times like this so it is a good time to make this transition versus trying to jump in while everybody's riding these waves it's like you know lately has been like going surfing in the middle of a hurricane yeah, i right. mean it's just there's a lot of waves so open phones at triple eight eight two five five two two five. Marshall's in Phoenix. Hey Marshall, how are you? Hey, I'm doing great. How are you doing, Dave? Better than we deserve. What's up? Hey, uh, first of all, I just wanted to say thank you so much for everything you and the team do. Um, it's uh, been a real inspiration to me. I made a lot of progress. I started off uh, the start of the year. Um, I came across one of your videos on YouTube and just kind of decided I was sick and tired of living paycheck to paycheck and never having money in the bank. Um, and, uh, worked off, uh, paying off about $4,000 in credit card debt and about 7,000 in an auto loan and 
Now I've got left is some student loans that I've kind of pushed paused on while I get ready to pay for a wedding. Good for uh, you. Yeah. So how so, can we help today? Uh, express my gratitude for that. But uh, I am currently in school for uh, getting my bachelor's degree in accounting. Um, I had originally started this degree back before I'd gotten divorced um, because my ex-wife and I were planning to get into business together. Um, and I'm almost done with it. I'm six classes from completing my degree. And I just don't know how to get out of my current position. I work at Wells Fargo um, and I work in their mortgage team. I've been trying to get into a more accounting side of things, um, which maybe because I don't have my degree, it's not going to happen. But um, I'm not sure what to do with my degree once I get it, because um, my original purpose for getting the, the degree is no longer an option. Where do you want to go? Are you want to? I'm confused. Are you want to stay in accounting? Want to get into accounting or some completely different field? Yeah. I, I'd like to get into accounting or finance or... Well, you've got... Uh, you're about ready to finish an accounting degree. So yeah. you got that. And so, um, am, I, am I right? Yeah, yeah. And a lot of the jobs that I've been kind of perusing um, within uh, Wells Fargo um, looks like they want several years of experience. And okay. they look like what I would estimate to be entry-level jobs. So any advice on how to get into that field once yeah. I do complete my degree? Yeah, well, we start now. So you start now making connections with people that are actually successful in accounting. Your relationships is where opportunities come. The second thing is, is I'd be very, very careful to look for jobs that aren't available to you at this point in where you are. So you don't have any real experience. So you don't look for jobs that will require a bunch of experience. And I hear this a lot. Well, it says it's entry level, but it requires experience. And um, that's not always the case. And I can tell you this, uh, we're seeing people getting accounting jobs, bookkeeping jobs all over the place without a degree, but you're going to have the degree. So this is all about looking to places that are looking for somebody to come right in and do work. Now, you might be surprised that you could get a job in an accounting firm doing some entry-level basic accounting uh, part-time work because they need extra hands. But right now, this is all about relationships. Um, I'm going to give you the book, The Proximity Principle. It's the number one bestseller. This is a clear plan for you to leverage relationships and connections to get opportunities well before you get the degree. And don't work for a bank. There's a lot more opportunity out there than that. Yeah. This is The Ramsey Show. Ken Coleman, Ramsey Personality, is my co-host today. Thank you for joining us, America. This is The Ramsey Show. Zach is with us in Utah. Hi, Zach. Welcome to The Ramsey Show. Hi, Dave. How are you? Great, man. What's up? Hey, um, I'm a new listener to the show. I started listening in, in January this year. I've, I've heard I've heard of Dave Ramsey, but I, I finally started listening to the show in January. 
and uh, my wife and I became obsessed. So we've paid off um, all of our debt now except for our house. Um, Great. Which is a significant amount of debt. We, we had quite a bit of debt. We weren't, we weren't following your principles, uh, but we're, we're now flying through the baby steps, paid off $283,000 in debt so far this year. And um, that's ridiculous. Now, that's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. It feels really good. Did you sell one of your kids? And, How'd you do that? <laughs> no, we, we've been fortunate. We've been blessed to have a, a really good income, and I've always been a saver. And um, we just we didn't have a, a structure or a strategy. And so the baby steps, we, we like I say, we, we bought into your program and, and uh, attacked it with, with as much uh, intensity as we could. Well, you are, you're I, doing great. Man. How can we help today? <laughs> Thank you. So, um, we're in a, we're in a position now where all we have left is our mortgage. Um, and we actually have enough saved almost exactly to pay off the mortgage today, but that wouldn't leave us with any sort of emergency fund. And so, um, anyway, the goal is my, my goal is to get my, my wife and my four kids. We want to be uh, at your studio doing our, our complete debt-free screen by the end of the year. I'm just wondering what you would recommend as far as how much of an emergency fund I should have before we go ahead and pay off the house. Okay. Wow. What's the balance on the house? Uh, 390000 somewhere in there. And you have that in savings? I do. And you paid off 283000 I have. What do you make? Uh, about a half million a year. Okay. That still doesn't do those numbers. That's amazing. Yeah, I, I like I say, I've been... You've been, been doing, the, you've really been doing this more than since January, then? Or you already had savings? Well, well or you sold something? I've been saving or? more than since January, yes. yes. Yeah, okay. We've been, All right, wow. We've, we've had a good income for a lot of years. We just we just haven't followed your, your, yeah. your program. So we're kind of done with that. We had a home equity line of credit with a... You know, a bunch of debt that we didn't need. Okay. And uh, that's well, let, let's uh, we let's just, I mean, quick. we could play around with all kinds of numbers. The rule of thumb on the emergency fund is three to six months of expenses. Obviously, if your house is paid off, your expenses are lower, but you need some money laying around so when life happens, it's a, it's a grandma's rainy day fund, right? That's what that is. Right. In, in your world, um, I mean, your expenses are going to be fairly low. Uh, so, I mean, I, I would think 20 or 30, probably 30,000 bucks. I'm just making that up. Um, that yeah. ought to cover you for, for more than three months, shouldn't it? I, well, I, that would make me nervous. I've never had that, that little. Okay. So what would you, <laughs> what would you like time. for your emergency fund to be? Uh, well, I, I mean, the thing that makes me the most nervous, my, my job, it, it's been really good, but it's, it's always changing. It's, it's a hundred percent commission job. Mm -hmm. And, um, so I, I that's kind of why I, so what does it I take to saving. operate your household? Everything included taxes, uh, property taxes, insurance, groceries. What's it take to operate your household for a month? I would say probably, I'm new to this debt being paid off, but I'd say probably at least six thousand a month. Okay, so three of those would be eighteen. Six of those would be thirty-six. Okay. So I said thirty. Okay. Uh, if you want to say forty, it doesn't need to be eighty. Okay. 
So, I, you know, okay. I'm, I'm in, anywhere 30 to 50 is going to be good with me. Uh, that sounds like it's about that, you know, because you want some extra cushion, and I'm good with that. But, I mean, and we're going to add to the volatile fact that your income is somewhat volatile or potentially volatile. So if we do that, how long does it take you? Let, let's call it 40 just for discussions purposes, okay? So that means you're, if you if you hold 40 aside and you throw everything else at the mortgage, you got a $40,000 balance on the mortgage, right? Right. Now, how fast you pay that right. off? By Christmas. One month. I, I could do that. One month. Well, I could do that next month. Okay. Yeah. Well, let's do that. Yeah, just just yeah. write them a check right now for everything but forty. Hold forty back, and next month send them a check for forty and be done. Okay, I was I was thinking maybe waiting until I had it all plus the emergency fund and then paying off. But you'd recommend no? I, I just throw it, it at it now. now. I throw it at it now. Okay, because here's what this is doing. It's it's get, it's getting you because uh, you you're deriving more uh, peace from this pile of money than you are from the debt free house. And I want to move you toward. Right. I want to move that peace location over to the debt-free house. So I'm going to go ahead and throw all this money about forty at that and get you used to having forty in the account. Oh, and by the way, by Christmas you're going to have a lot more than forty in the account because you're going to keep saving because you can't keep yourself from doing it. Right. Okay, <laughs> we'll get her done. Yeah. Yeah. So congratulations, <laughs> man. It. What do you do for a living? Thank you. Uh, I uh, run a sales team. Solar is what we do. Wow. Solar. Yeah. Solar in Utah, yeah. It's big, big business, yeah. Wow. Good for you. He's killing it. That's wonderful. Yeah, I mean, amazing to be able to save that amount of money. So I don't know that this is true today, but I have heard throughout my 40-plus-year working life that overall one of the best-paid positions anywhere is sales. That's still correct. And Absolutely right. Because there's guys like that or guys like we had a minute ago that we wanted to go to luxury real estate but was in making bank and tech sales. Or you got guys and gals that are uh, pharmaceutical sales, 200, 300 a year. You got uh, medical device sales, 200, 300, 300 a year. You've got um, real estate sales, you know. Yeah. Here's one for you that you don't even think about, just to illustrate your point. Played golf with a guy the other day, makes big, crazy money. You know what he sells? Those giant pipes that you see along the side of the road when you put into development in. It's all about moving water, but somebody sells those things, you know, and they're big dollars. Because you think about construction companies or governments are paying for those things. Yeah, and he's the guy who makes the deal. And he's wow. selling those things. There you go. And here, here's another interesting thing. The number of sales and marketing people that end up being presidents of companies <laughs> high, is high. greater yeah. than a it's lot true. of other positions. The it is a natural flow of things, and so a guy like what Zach's doing, he's got. My point is, he's not only making bank, but he's got tremendous upside potential even from that. So, um, yeah, sales is not a. Um, it is not a uh, a negative career path by any stretch. No, yeah, you can do very very well there. Uh, Ryan's in Knoxville. Hey, Ryan, welcome to the Ramsey Show. Uh, thanks for having me. Sure. What's up? Uh, so I have recently been uh, given a job opportunity that uh, when you compare salaries compared to my current job, it pays more. But after reviewing benefits, it seems like it possibly could be a pay cut. But this job is doing something more along the lines of what I want to do versus what I'm currently doing, which is 
not necessarily what I want to do. What's the long-term potential on this? Um, it is with a private company that is been growing uh, for over the last five years and is projected to, to grow more. Um, and uh, with that, their teams and opportunities will continue to grow. And it's the kind of work you want to be doing. Uh, yes, it's a, it's a lot more along the lines uh, of what I what I want. Dave, what do you think? I, I tend to take I'd bet on myself if it's really where you want to be long term, and I'd fix my budget a little bit to absorb that. If you feel like you're going to make more in the short term, yeah. It, um, I, I guess the question is, how much is difference? Is it is it a thirty thousand yeah. dollar year difference or a three thousand dollar year difference? Yeah, don't take you the know? big difference. We're if talking it, a little it's bit. A three thousand yeah. dollar year difference. Shut up and go do the new thing. You know, <laughs> stop your whining. Uh, if it's a thirty thousand dollar, then maybe you need to rethink it. Yeah, say pass. Yeah. This is The Ramsey Show. Ken Coleman, Ramsey Personality, is my co-host today. Open phones at 888-825-5225. So, Ken, as a uh, certified capitalist pig... Mm. Are you talking about me or you? Me. Oh, okay. And you. Uh, I was going to say, Both I wanted those. to be included in yeah, that. Okay, well, we're, we'll, we'll be, uh, we'll <laughs> Don't be, leave we'll me be out. co-pigs. There it is. There it and, is. Uh, but in that case, <laughs> what I uh, never want someone to do in a career, and I want to get your professional career uh, input on this is i have seen too many people trade a wonderful income potential and or wonderful income for one of two things or both and i think the trade was a bad trade thing one is i will make less because i work for uh because it's uh the company or the the institution is stable Mm. Like I'm going to take yeah. a state job right. as an auditor and I'm going to make 75 cents on the dollar of what I could make in an accounting firm as an auditor, but it's stable. Mm-hmm. Bull crap, number one. Okay, number two is I, I don't want to leave the benefits package or I, I, I don't want to – I'll go – I'll work for less because I can go over there for the benefits package. Like, you know, I had, I actually had a person tell me one time, I mean, this is how people's brains get screwed up on this, that they, they were paying for their own health insurance. Mm -hmm. It was $800 a month, which is $10,000 a year. And they took a job making $30,000 less because the health care was free. Right. I'm like, that ain't free, dude. (laughs) Yeah, that's right. You just lost 20 grand. Yeah. You know, I mean, yeah, you got rid of a $10,000 expense, but you also got rid of $30,000 worth of your income. So that's a bad, people don't do math well on the risk differentiation to the quote stable job. And they don't do math well, sometimes not everybody, but some people don't on the, the benefits package. I get this grunt of, you know, my benefits package. It's like, yeah, but you make nothing. That's correct. Uh, well, I've, first of all, I completely agree. If you go the stability route, you're settling. 
and and you've just already you just sold yourself and your future and your potential. You've sold it out because you said, all right, "I'm going to take what is safe, what is stable." And what you're really saying is, "I'm going to settle because I'm afraid to put myself out there." and deal with change when change happens. That's number one. On this other issue on benefits, it's odd, Dave, because they'll end up choosing a benefit that doesn't benefit them financially. Yeah, It's an oxymoron. It's like you chose this job over benefits, but it didn't benefit you. And, yeah. and you're exactly right. You know, uh, for years before I came to work at Ramsey Solutions, Stacy and I ran a small business, just Stacy and I together. And we had to pay for healthcare ourselves. But we had no other expenses and it was just us so we were able to make we were straight commission sales as you know we sold sponsorships to yeah, live y'all make good money in those years well but the bottom line is yeah it was it was crazy to see the cost of it but it didn't matter because we made so much more working for ourselves and we had no other overhead at all so you've got to look at the whole kind of peel the whole onion there and like you said and yeah. and don't make a decision based on safety because many times there's fear that is clouding your judgment anyway. So you're absolutely right. Don't make a decision on benefits. Well, and the thing is, it's not safer. That's correct. Because of the trade, you traded a bunch of income that would have given you more safety than the stability gave you. Correct. I mean, if you ta- if you if you give up three hundred thousand dollars over a period of years in order to quote be safe, if you'd had that three hundred thousand dollars in your pocket, you would have been safer so than true. working in this toxic environment where people yeah. are underperforming. That's correct. Because they all ran to safety too. So uh, one of the things I, I grew up in a straight commission household. Mom and Daddy were in the real estate business, and so they always taught us that your only safety is in your ability to go get at the next thing. Amen. And so if you have the ability to go get another thing, you're safe. So you are your safety. Your skill, keeping your skills sharp, keeping them current, stay on top of things. You're only as safe as your ability to land the next deal. That's correct. You have to believe in you and not let fear dictate your decisions. We have so much fear in this country and really around the globe. and, And this is an example where you'll take a bad job or you won't leave a government job where you've never gotten promoted or if you get promoted at all, it's very little. You have no opportunity for growth. And you're absolutely right, Dave. The amount of money that you, you've passed up on is silly. So the safe choice is silly. Mm-hmm. And, and, and I get this question a lot. Hey, and I sometimes take people trade doing something they love for that. Oh, yeah. They'll take the safe thing that they hate right over the thing that that feels risky to them so i go into business for myself i'm selling books out of the trunk of my car my sweet grandmother Mm -hmm. my my (laughs) grandpa my grandpa was one of my heroes grandpa ramsey was one of my heroes he was just a wonderful man uh but he lost a business in the great depression Mm. went to work for alcoa aluminum in accounting worked there 38 years was head cost account when he left so he'd worked his way up he'd done very well there had a great career but uh, he never would do anything else because of the fear that it, the scars of having lost the other thing, and and, um, and plus she wasn't gonna have him do anything else. Oh yeah, she wanted the safety, the security of freaking <laughs> yeah. Alcoa aluminum. Right? He didn't want to sleep on the couch. Right. And so, um, <laughs> so he has passed away at this point, and I've opened this business, and I'm selling the books out of the trunk of my car. And my grandmother's call me up. Are you okay? Are y'all okay? Are y'all okay? And I'll never forget when I when I had sold my one millionth financial peace book. Oh, wow. Um, she called up and she said, I'm just worried. When are you going to get a real job? <laughs> <laughs> That's classic. 
a million books. <laughs> but she didn't understand. No, I mean, of course bless not. her heart. No, no, she's she sweet as she could be. No. I'm not running her down, and I'm not disparaging yeah. her memory. No, she's one of my favorite yeah. people, too. But, but it's just that's that mentality yeah. of, you know, I, I got a lot of security from that million book sales. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. To say the least. Yeah. <laughs> like. <laughs> anyway yeah yeah yeah. (laughs) you know what she was saying though she was saying i don't understand what you do i don't know what this is and it's It's scary it's scary what we do not know we fear yeah the 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 entrepreneurial journey for uh, that is a super scary for a person that's not that so but our my point is not everybody has to be an entrepreneur not everybody has seven million books that's not what we're talking about what we're talking about is that last caller made me think of this he he's like i don't know man the, the benefits package is not as good and and he was actually in his case doing math to his credit he was he said you know actually it's going to cost me more that's right for my health insurance i get a raise but after i pay more for the health insurance i'm not i'm actually probably making a little little less that's right which is why i took it to him and said and this is the question you all have to answer in the same scenario if i take a temporary if it's if i look at my overall budget and it's a little bit less i only do that if it's not a cost it's an investment so if he takes this job and let's say six months from the time he takes it, it's a good chance he's going to get a, a nice bump or he starts making more or within six months to a year, he's positioned for promotion to make way more. Now that becomes not a cost, but an investment. Yeah. At which point you would change your budget. That's why we, that's why we have every dollar. But you here's come the thing. in and you go, a all four, right. A 401k, you have to put the money in the 401k. That's correct. So you get to decide. Yeah. And the company might or might not match. So the match is the only actual financial benefit. Correct. You can do a, a a retirement plan if you don't have a 401k, Roth IRA, right, yep. that you put the money into. Now, there's no match, obviously, there. But if your new company has no match and you currently have no match, you can't go, oh, I'm going over there because they have a 401k. That's correct. Because it does. It's zero. <laughs> it's worth zero. <laughs> That's true. It's not worth a debt because yeah. they're not matching. No. You're not getting a match now. You're not getting a match then. Both of them are your dollars going in. Why? That's correct. But people get in their head that that's a benefit package. Now, most companies today do match. So that's, you know, you're going to find that. But but even that, don't take a 3% match on a 401k and then take a $15,000 pay cut. Mm-hmm. That's right. And call that a gain because okay. it's not. That's correct. You're not making that much. Yeah. You got to look into the numbers. What does it actually mean? What's the short-term decision that best gets me to where we want to be long-term? Always is the where filter. can I make the most money doing That's what right. I love? That's right. And the rest of it, figure it out. That's right. But I mean, th- th- sell a million books, and you don't have to worry about. It. I mean, go go make more <laughs> money, and you will find your safety there. You can buy benefits with more money. Yeah. That's the thing. So don't just don't make these trades. They're bad trades, y'all. And you know, you don't have to be an entrepreneur to do that. This is the Ramsey Show. Dave here. You can find all of our shows with the Ramsey Network app on your smartphone. It's the only place to listen to the entire back catalog of episodes. Download the Ramsey Network app in your favorite app store today.